You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 394th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. This is Mad Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts, you guys. Well, closing in on the big 400, there's a reason to celebrate because it is the donor drive still at the wide angle podium right now. Um, and we are powering through the rest of June, uh, celebrating everything we've got going on on the network. And then we're pretty much going to wrap up and be at episode 400 to celebrate that as well, uh, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. It's super exciting to think that we've been around for that many episodes, that many half episodes that are kind of littered in there. Um, <laughs> so much great stuff and the network continues to slay it. And it's during the donor drive that we remind everybody that we're part of the wide angle podium network, head over to wideanglepodium.com to see all of the shows, mm-hmm. but major shout out, um, to the Grodio, to Criterium nation, to CX radio and nowhere fast. So many great shows on the podcast network that bring mm-hmm. together independent cycling media Love being a part of it. And if you head over to Wide Angle Podium now, you can become a supporter, which helps us keep the lights on. And if you become a donor, what do you get, yeah. Spencer? This is the best part. Uh, month of June, all the recurring donors that sign up are going to get a free Wide Angle Podium beanie that we will have produced and shipped out to you. Uh, you know, so that is the, the freebie that we're giving out, um, for donors, uh, during this drive, which is pretty cool. It's going to be exclusive. You know, it's going to be the only way to get it, uh, is by showing your support for independent cycling media, pretty much the only independent cycling media. Everything else has been bought by outside, um, (laughs) and then gets shut down. We keep calling them, uh, cause if they would just cash our cash us a check and and then we could just shut down and that would be great um but since that doesn't happen uh we do need to ask for the support uh from our listeners to uh, we do it once a year this viable yeah we do it once a year and we took two years off because pandemic but we're back Mm -hmm. so we'd like to uh ask for anybody that's interested head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more about the network yeah and guys with that, let's get into the show. One hell of a week. I don't know where to start, but I'm going to choose something out of my magic hat. And that has to be <laughs> Little Guy. When was the last time you rode a bike with toe cages? Oh. Ugh, toe cages. It's been a while. No, I uh, rode power grips this week, but no toe cages. Power, power grips. grips. Power grips. When you were on the power grips. Wow. I know, right? And you came to a slow stop, and your fans were... Mm-hmm screaming adoring mm-hmm. you with praise the photographers you, were there and you got your left you got your left foot out the right way and then you leaned to your right you leaned drive side why did you fall why? yeah i would have i would have i mean we've all seen the video now of our dear president 
Joe Biden forgetting that he was inside the toe cages. Mm-hmm. Dumped it. And I think the worst part is we've all been there before. Every single <sighs> cyclist that has ever had their foot attached to the pedals of their bike has had that slow motion crash mm-hmm. in front of people. For me, my first time ever, I was in the middle of Snelling University and or sorry, Snelling Avenue and University Avenue in St. Paul, but right by where the new soccer stadium was. Pretty and I was uh, take- busy intersection. Very, very busy. busy intersection. I was in the middle of the intersection taking command to make uh-huh. a left-hand turn. Uh-huh. And I just fell flat on my face. All the people waiting for the city buses on the corner just going, what is that guy doing out there? Oh, man. It was, it was embarrassing. Uh-huh. The Secret Service helped me up, uh-huh. and I just kept on my way. Yeah. yeah well, how about you, that's Spencer? That's what you do. You gotta, you gotta just brush it off and keep going. Um, I don't remember if it was the first incident or not, but I definitely remember my first uh, slow motion tip over learning to ride with clipless pedals, which were, of course, Time Attack pedals uh, as a messenger on a fixed gear in downtown Minneapolis, which is the perfect place man, to I learn wish I was there to see this. how oh, to ride <laughs> uh, clipless pedals um, and shoes. But uh, hey, I was just a, an, an innocent red light, um, rolled up to it, was not trying to be a cool guy in track stand or anything. Mm. Literally just forgot I couldn't just take my foot off the pedal and was like kind of panicked, like, oh, my foot doesn't come off. What do I do? And then was on the ground before I knew it. Um, you know, when you're not used to that kind of heel flick motion, uh, it's not, uh, intuitive. So yeah, dumped it right there in front of all the cars lining up behind me at the red light and everything. Um, not oh. a good, not a good feeling, you know, a little yeah. embarrassing. And and what about you little guy? Did you, were you, did you have the, the just, I, oh like, man, I forgot. Like I Spencer, I, I don't have a, uh, or an origin story, a joke or origin story to go with my hatred of clipless pedals, but I do recall one time with toe clips rolling up to the coffee shop. We all hung out at the Dumb Brothers and loitered, mm-hmm. never, barely bought anything. And I rolled up to everybody sitting outside one day, and I meant to kind of like pull up and track stand for a second, and I just tipped over, <laughs> and I couldn't get my foot nice. out of the time. and just fell in front of a... I don't know if you guys were there, but there was a couple folks hanging out, and that was embarrassing. Well, guy, okay, you'll be happy to know I do not recall this incident. Yeah. Uh, Thank so you. either I've been worrying all these years. You guys wonder why I have why... video of it on my MySpace page. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right on your flip phone. You guys wonder why the president has toe clips like spread flat pedals, man. Like those, he's got the little toe clips. He doesn't have straps. He's just got the little clips. Like you'd be just as happy with toe clips. Who's tricking him that the toe clips are adding some like adding watts or something? You know, somebody tell him that Putin rides them and he got nervous or something. What's the deal? I mean, Probably. I know that people really piling it on him, but I do question his decision making if he is riding with toe, toe cages. I mean, he's he's right? he's like, been known to be a cyclist uh, of yeah. some level, at least yeah. most of his political career. He's no John Kerry, it, but he's good. Sure. To make it 79 years before having an incident like this is it's better a, than I did. I mean, yeah, yeah, way better. Um it just sucked because the worst part is like everyone's piling it on this guy and every cyclist fair. out there is going like, oh man, like, like just, we just yeah. can't catch a break. We can't. No, it's always negative news uh, whenever uh, a bike's involved. 
Uh, um, well, uh, all right. Well, we'll just uh, move on. Um, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, where, where should we go? Should we go to the tour of COVID? I mean, sorry, the tour of Swiss. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Because um, according to my man G, uh huh, it was one hell of a race. By the way, did you guys see Garrett Thomas's time trial bike that he used to fuel his victory mm-hmm. at the Tour of Swiss? No, I, I mean, missed it. What he didn't win the stage; he was only three seconds down on Evanpole. But his okay. like his bike and the artwork that's on this bike and all the white lettering. Look, I you saw right? Yeah, I saw it. It was probably one of the coolest. One of the coolest <laughs> time trial bikes I've ever seen. It was interesting. The whole setup. Anytime Garen Thomas wins a race, uh-huh. especially right before the Tour de France, where he is now going to be the bona fide leader of Team Ineos, uh-huh. I like to pull out the classic memoir, The World of Cycling According to G, mm-hmm. and read a random page. I'm just going to pull something up. Okay. Two go- would- two guys both tried to get into that one man gap. One took my left bar, life and acceleration. I'm in the air. I'm down. Crap. 150 other riders are coming at me at 40 miles an hour. Into a ball and pray. Ladies and gentlemen, the world according to G. It's beautiful. I mean, he pretty much nailed it. Yeah, he crushes it every we've time. All, we've I mean, all been there classic. too, right? You crash, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, "I mean, no, who's behind me? I'm just gonna curl up in a little ball and hope for the best for a minute." Yeah, quite quite relevant. You know, Jeep probably could give some good advice to uh, to President Biden. Um, <laughs> just rolling the on, ball next time. Yeah, and how to hit the <laughs> ground. So, I'm I'm impressed at the uh, paragraph you pulled out there. That's, uh, that's yeah, pretty good. So, anyways. Little guy, what do you want to talk about when it comes to Tour of Switzerland? Because what I saw was Remco looking okay in a one-week stage race. Yeah, here and there. I saw Garrett Thomas outlast everybody. And, of course, I saw Michael Matthews slay it for the green jersey as top sprinter. Hmm. Otherwise, okay. that's a, that feels very 78 selective. finishers. Yeah, uh, a, lot, a lot of COVID decimated. <laughs> Wait, the field. from Tim? No, uh, come on. Matthew, did Matthew, Matthews didn't win a stage, right? He just he just lasted longer than the other. As as much as it, it, this race is usually a marker of who might do well at the tour. Yes, uh, uh-huh. G looked good, Higita looked good, but we got to remember that uh, like Vlasov got COVID. Everyone got COVID, which I guess if you didn't get COVID, there's a chance. You'll do good right. at the tour. So like that was the only it's, option. It's it's kind of a standard trope, right? To to refer to a cycling race as a war of attrition. I think this one actually was like this. Maybe was the first time that it, it you know lived up to that kind of branding. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you could just make it to the end, you were gonna do pretty well. But here's my question. So. Ineos is going into the tour. We were thinking maybe last week, Adam Yates or G are their number yeah. one riders, no, we, right? Yeah. Yates goes down, goes out with COVID. He's got COVID, right? So we know he's not going to be the leader anymore. That's probably not going to work out. Okay. Uh, how how did the decision-making go at Ineos? Like, they didn't pull Martinez, like Danny Martinez or G. I would have felt like 
if I was one of them and I actually thought one of those two riders had, <laughs> see, that makes me believe they don't think those two actually have a chance at the tour because they were willing right. to risk winning Switzerland and banking those UCI points and then yeah. having them get yeah. COVID and having no one for the tour. But we, do we know, like, here's the thing though. How do we know I mean, that Garen <laughs> Thomas hasn't already had COVID? Like how, like, right? Like, Peter Soggins had COVID uh, so, uh, yeah. for 455 no, days in a yeah, row. Yeah, but he just got the little guy, it like, he could have had it. A, he could have had yeah, it like yeah. a month and a half ago or no. something. Yeah, like, what, I don't. The, what this we, is, as an epidemiologist, the variants, but I, like, you can catch it fairly quickly <laughs> these days. I, this yeah, is but. clearly, if I'm a DS, and I say I'm a DS of I don't know movie star uh, 2018, <laughs> and I've got three team leaders, and I don't know who to choose, and they're all you know six of one, half dozen to the other, as far as like who could or should be the leader. If I've got an opportunity to maybe uh, have a little natural selection happen for me so I don't need to be the bad guy, I don't blame any of us for being like, eh, let's run them both and just, you know, let's just see how just, this plays out. I'm just saying, by the by, the last couple stages of, of, of the Tour of Switzerland, I mean, riders were dropping like flies with COVID. Yeah. We were very close to the Tour, so those guys are probably not going to the tour so like at that point you're risking your whole tour team you know i i don't know it's it's gonna be weird at the tour this year we had a lot of riders in shape a couple days ago and now we have Mm -hmm. like half of the possible top tens for the tour have covid yeah it might not even show as i as i said last week and as i uh will say again my uh theory around the dauphiné Sixth to tenth place stands firm again as the yeah. only true bellwether of who will do well at the Tour de France. Uh, because anybody who went to Swiss probably not going to do so well at the Tour de France. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Well, what about the top two at the Tour of Slovenia? How do you think they'll do at the Tour de France? Hey, I have well, no idea. Before we get into our Slovenia, like. The women's tour of Swiss was going on, and they had mm. the women's time trial on the same day and same course as the men. Shocking yeah. that you yeah. could that you could have equal courses. No difference to spot here. Pretty cool to see American um, Kristen uh, Faulkner take the win um, in solid form. Yeah, on stage two of the uh, tour of Swiss for the women. So Absolutely. I just want to say that it yeah. can be done. Share the courses. It's not hard. Yeah, Get it done. she, she it finished over. that course in uh, 31 minutes or so. Um, yeah. Right about the same time that a uh, certain other American, Quinn Simmons, finished in the men's race. Um, oh so God, maybe not ruin the you, star what? of the future that we think he is. Maybe, I mean, his excuse list must just be <laughs> monstrous. It must be. He did win the mountains jersey. Give him that. He did. Yeah. He's a strong rider. He did that. But... Let's be honest. You, it's an amazing performance by Kristen Faulkner. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you, um, overall tour of Switzerland, the, uh, we've had a couple of, uh, tweets. We've had a couple of discussions in the green room. How do you guys rank the, uh, the podium trophy, the podium accoutrement of the winner of the tour of Switzerland and little guy, how would you best describe? Yeah. Let's get this one described for everyone. Describe it as an oversized, double-sided salt and pepper shaker like it's too like kind of one of those salt and pepper shakers that you can like grind the salt yeah, you can grind yourself kind of this one minimalist design and they sort of glued them both together and they're about four feet 
long. This isn't sponsored by whatever that sponsor was of the women's tour from a few months back, is it? No. I haven't seen this trophy. No. I have never okay. seen this trophy before, and it is not ranking in my top five or even probably top ten of podium accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Um, it's of trophy and prizes that you get for winning. Nice uh-huh. attempt from Tour of Switzerland. It's a little too too industrial modern. Um, okay. I think would be the uh, the, the 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 design uh, school, but overall Tour of Switzerland was cool. It is no Dauphiné. Um, I it is what it is. Congratulations to Garen Thomas for the win and mm-hmm. being elevated to team leader of Ineos. Mm-hmm. Let's go, G. Uh, just to throw back real quick to the top two of the um, Tour Slovenia little guy. Oh, yeah, time to look it up. Raffle Micah. I don't think Raffle Micah is going to do very good at the tour. <laughs> um, so just going to put that out there. Um, okay. Otherwise, yeah. I don't have any comments. Okay, no comment. He did some good work this week. We have, do have to mention to the the Pogue and Micah uh, rock paper scissors game to decide the winner uh, that occurred. <laughs> as they did, they win every stage at tours. Uh, no, Gronovagen at least won one stage, but basically every day the road would go up, and those two would just drop everybody in and <laughs> hang out together and just goofing off. Um, little training yeah. camp in Slovenia for the home home yeah. team. I, I appreciate that. You like yeah. to see that in the it's fine. in the among teammates, you know, in the, in the professional world. They were having world. fun. I wa- I'll admit, I, mean, yeah. I watched the last, I watched the last like 5k of every day. Cause it I was, mean, it was fun to see. Pokacar is, is going the Lance Armstrong route, right? Of just not doing any of the big races. So no one's really going to know what his form is. And then he's just going to come in and slay everybody at the tour de France. Cause right now everyone's like, Oh, Jonas Vingard, it's going to be Jumbo Visma to lose. And it's like, wait, yeah. have you guys forgot about the guy that's absolutely slayed people for the last two years? Well, it is, it is a little hard to know. I mean, it's true. Like, he, he won pretty handily here, and he won over Micah. But, but basically, it was just him but and nothing's Micah running changed. two of TTs. That's exactly. Right. But, but like, this cycling fans and cycling journalist, journalists' willingness to just forget recent history and forget, uh-huh. like, the dominating performance that yeah. Pogachar put two. in the last two years is yeah. hilarious to me. Like, they're just like, write them up. They're like, oh, it's jumbos to lose. And you're like, I mean, to be what? fair, to be a cycling fan, you kind of need to separate a, a, a sense, a, you know, from the recent history, from you need to just sort of disassociate um, from recent past and current events, even in some cases, um, to continue to be a fan of the sport. Yes. <laughs> Very true. I just said, uh, yeah. Pogacar's looking pretty good there. Um, little guy, I, there was no other bike racing to watch ah, what are you this past about? week. What are you <laughs> like about? boring racing what are you all around. About? There's no way I'm going to watch some flat stage race in Belgium. Uh huh. So I've said this before, but I think the, these little, like the, the, the Belgian tour is more exciting yeah. than, than Dauphine or, or Switzerland because you only have. Like the hilliest stage is just like a a lumpy Arden, uh, you know, classic, right? And, and then you have yeah. a bunch of like sprint stages, but they have to decide the GC. So you got crosswinds, you got teams fighting it out. You guys obviously didn't watch any of this, but it was great. No. Mads Peterson was crushing it early on. Uh, if you go back at all and watch anything, watch 
the queen stage is great. You get a great break. And because it is this flattish stage race, everybody who makes it into like the queen stage break on the lumpy stage is going for GC effectively at that point. We had right, our boy, yeah. our boy Quentin Herman's in the break. Oh, yep. Finished third te- overall. With a teammate. We, and we had everyone's favorite, babyface Tim Wellens in the break with Campanarts. They're working uh-huh. for him. They're all in GC. We had uh, Matthew, Matthew Vanderpool's MVD, MVP, Dries Devant in the break, just there trying to disrupt, get the stage. And you had bad guy and overall evil man from the whole race. <laughs> at, at the end of it, Mario Schmidt of Quickstep Alpha Wolfpack. So this stage is great. If you watch it, go back and watch it. Uh, Herman's wins. And then he, and then you, there's obviously video out there, but he goes and he dives into a pool after the stage. It's great. The, thing I, wa- the yeah. thing I really want to talk about this is there was this part of the race you guys would really like, which was called the Golden Kilometer. And okay. Really? So Don't rather than this. just having time bonuses at the end of the race, they had a kilometer, like it was somewhere around 15K to go or something, I think, on the Queen stage. And then on today's stage, which was pretty flat on the last stage, it was like in the last lap. They had laps of 18K. So in this okay. Golden Kilometer, there were three. Three sprints, I think, for for seconds. So they had like little like like sprint bonuses, only in this one. Like K. every three hundred meters. Yeah. So in the queen stage, it was uphill, and they're on this kind of like couple k long uh, huh. climb. And midway through the climb, suddenly they hit this golden kilometer, and it was great because you had you had this like six man break and. And they had teammates, and they were all effectively in the GC. So they were all like boxing each other, shadow boxing, and going for the sprints to try to like up each other in GC because they were all so close together. So that was super, super fun. I thought you guys yeah. would like it because it's very thirty second time series. bonuses. Like, ha- like how many? Like, what are the time bonuses? Not that big. I think it was like four, three, two, one. But the beauty of that uh-huh. is in a race like this, everyone's close enough that those seconds really, really yeah. matter. So yeah, they yeah. mattered enough that Hermans wins the stage, and going into today's stage, Wellens and Schmidt were super close, and I think they were effectively the same. In today's final stage, those seconds were going to matter, right? Because it was totally a sprint stage where like the full-on sprinters were going to be in for it, and Wellens and, and Schmidt weren't going to be in the mix. So that okay. golden kilometer today totally mattered. Well, Wellens nabs the first one, and then Quickstep totally boxes him in and like shoulder checks him like they go around him like the evil bunch of jerks they are you got to go back and watch this like wellens and uh lampard end up like shoulder checking each other and then at one part point wellens gets literally where he's got quick step riders just riding around him so he can't try to jump out and get the points and one of the other quick step riders just goes up and like nabs the points so is it smart or dirty so at the end of the day Oh, it's dirty. It's both smart and dirty. Like, it's smart, but they also did it super dirty. At the end of the day, Schmidt and Wellens finished on same time in GC, but because of, like, microseconds and finishing order, Wellens ends up second. And it's super dirty, and if if you ever want a reason to dislike Quickstep, here's another one. (laughs) I have not been... Paying attention to this race, and I, I, I am just being introduced to this golden kilometer it's idea. Great. It's super great. It sounds amazing. It sounds it awesome. It worked. sounds like a way 
for a GC race to spice up things in the GC while still having a sprint stage, say the first entire week of the Tour de France, which is historically pretty boring. They could throw something in the middle like this, you know, three quarters of the way through, uh, you know, on on, they usually have some kind of cat four climb or something, you know, do something like that. Keep the GC interesting Mm-hmm. So that Matthew Vanderpool doesn't yeah. keep the jersey for seven days straight, which is probably what's going to happen, even if there is a cat four climb uh, yeah. with some points on it. But you, um, you know, the potential is do there. Do we that, think that's the ASO cool. would ever bring a golden kilometer into a race? I don't know. I don't actually know. It's probably like Flanders Fields who runs this race. It was great, and obviously they got what they wanted. Is this like, the first time they've ever the done it? The day, yeah. We're talking about it. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Maybe they did it before and I somehow just missed it. I don't think so. And the fact that two riders ended up on the same time and we ended up with controversy means yeah. that, like, like they, that's they good nailed bike it. Racing. Like, that's exactly yeah. what they wanted as much as it. Do you think they'll get rid of it? Is super dirty, I feel like. No, but no, if there's controversy, it, like. It was good. Both these last two days, it was. Well. Controversy is good for the uh, the articles written, you know. Yeah. Like we need that ink spilled across the. Uh, Can you imagine the pages if of the keep? The problem is, is like the jury needs to figure out, like the race officials need to figure out how to police it because it's effectively like three small sprints, and there's yeah. there were riders all over the road, and it wasn't like there was like cohesive leadouts. Like this was a la like us trying to steal points so, for for big Matt at the it, last stage of the Duluth classic like we were just firing you, people up and just getting in people's way because we yeah know what we okay were even so doing, I, you know? I'm liking yeah. this idea worked great this is outside the box thinking and I know we've discussed um, mm-hmm. over the years the other outside the box thinking that we are gonna discuss on our July 4th rewatch of American Flyers uh, Sunday stroll our favorite uh, cycling movie. Mm-hmm. Where in best episode yeah, the best of the year part. that we do every July 4th, every check year. it out. It's going to be in your feeds. Um, look for the special artwork. It's fantastic. But I just want to say that the way that they handle a creative way is the 50% cutoff on stage one of a tour. So rather than doing a golden kilometer of time bonuses, mm-hmm. they go the route of just, if you don't finish in the top half, you're cut. So you're going to have to listen right. more to that on July 4th, but that's another outside the box thinking. Right. Yeah. We have opinions. It's good. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally bring it into pro cycling. Um, little guy, other news. Um, it looks like Mr. VO2 Max, the owner of the biggest VO2 Max in professional cycling, Michael Woods, won a race in France, La Route de Octane. Yeah, he did. The, the smallest of the tour mountainy warm-up races, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch any of this one. All I know is that the Woodsman won it, so that's good news because his team is very near relegation. <laughs> and they needed the, they didn't just need the points. They needed a little morale boost, and they got Fuglesang up, up in Switzerland. So, uh, so how many retirement nation jumping out of the how bottom. Many teams, how many teams get relegated? <laughs> and who? Two. Okay, and who's coming up? Okay. Uno Pro X, probably? Well, no. Uno's not coming up. I think Arkea and, uh, and the MVDP MVPs are the, the most. Okay. Jumps. So I'm just trying to figure out. So there's two that are going to go down. So I'm just going to assume that that's going to be Israel Pro Cycling and Green Edge. Or 
Well, right now, Lotto was right yeah, now. Lotto was below. Well, I don't know what I, I haven't paid any attention, but the UCI ranking of teams uh, looks like EF is twenty first, and Astana is twentieth. Uh, I don't know. Then there's a bunch of uh, Conti teams. Well, I don't know if anybody is doing worse than them. The tough Let's thing, though, see. is that the points are not just from this season. So the inner rings got the great great chart he throws up okay. every week. It's the points for the last three years, so they, they all combine to decide who goes down. So as of last week, and this the calculation will obviously be much different because Wellen scored second on GC at Belgian and uh and Woodsy won, right? But Israel and Lotto were below the threshold and they were gonna get relegated. Okay. Bike exchange, EF, and then your boys, Tim, uh, who I think you said were a great team, even without Valverde, movie star, uh, were uh-huh. right right there. What about uh, Astana? Oof. But Astana's okay. like kind right. of firmly okay. in the middle. Like but it, Yeah, it, it, looks it, like they're more in the middle. But that's that's really like like Spencer's saying that like Astana have scored almost nothing this year. They're terrible this year, but they they scored enough points in the last two years that for now they're yep. pretty good. But they do actually need to do something the rest of the year, or they they will get in the danger zone. But some of these teams, it's like they had really good last years, are having bad this years, and maybe if two years ago in twenty twenty they didn't have a great season, yeah, no, they're I'm, in trouble. I'm, I'm just digging this out of the inner ring right now. Uh, they've got below the line right now. Lado Sadal, Israel, uh, Total Energies, and then it looks like Uno X and B and B Hotels are the ones uh, cracking that list from the lower category. So, but like uh, Alpacin is like, I mean Alpacin and and Arkea are like firmly in the middle right? of the top team. So they they are like they're moving up. Like yeah, there's almost no there. chance that they're not moving. And like, we all know, we all know that the MVDP MVPs are going to be scoring more points this season. Like they're not done. Oh, for sure. They, they've just I'm started. surprised, honestly, to see DSM <laughs> kind of in the middle here, hanging out. Well, look at, look at like, if you, if people can go look at their, their, but their, it's their all start. from 2020. Yeah. It's all from 2020. Like they, they crushed 2020 and we're all thinking like, Oh yeah. And then you look at their last two years. Look at who's like, one yeah, spot below him though. Bleeding just riders. like going to just slide in for another year in the world tour. Kofidis just, just oh, yeah. like keeping it there. Nice and steady. Eddie's well, always like, a. well, this is part of the, the controversy though, is like how much you can do better by winning smaller races and and placing mm-hmm. high at smaller races like in a general points way than you can if you you could feel the team into the tour and you could try every day and you could end up with a bunch of top 10s but never win a stage and maybe end up with a guy in 15th in GC and you'd end up with less points than if you went to some small 3-day French race <laughs> and crushed it which is the sort yeah. of stuff that Kofidis condi- like traditionally does is like send people to all these smaller French races win them finish high up and they're just like banking steady points. Whereas like lotto this is, is not, this is know, a Israel good is thing for cycling because we've had a problem of too much focus on specific large three week tours in July. Um, yeah, but the points should be maybe a little higher for the large three week tour. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but, um, it's it's good to see it spreading out and not by force, you know, not like oh all oh, words with teams need to do this rinky dink 
French race that we also promote. It's more like, oh, you get some points if you go do that. So maybe yeah. you should show up. Like it makes well, it better for everyone, for the races themselves, for yeah. the spectators, for the other kind of yojo amateur teams that show up to that stuff, they get to be like, oh man, I'm racing with confidence, you know? Like, well, well, that's a funny thing is like, I'd heard that, that Movistar basically had to tell Valverde to like start racing again sooner <laughs> than he wanted to. Okay. Because the where they are, like What's he, got, he, care? he got fourth. It's at, like a race of next year. Races, Woodsy. No, I know. I know. I'm surprised. Right. But also like contract Sepp year. Van, Sepp Van Mark was supposed I mean, to ride ride the tour, I guess, initially. And then Israel was like, well, what? There's like maybe one stage for you to win. I, where realistically, we're not going to do anything else at the tour. So they're sending yeah. Sepp to like all these small races where he can bank top tens all day if he doesn't get a mechanical. Yeah. Which he will. But they'll. Because he's Sepp Van Mark. So they take points away. They uh-huh. take points it's away too. Though, I love it. If Thank you're like punching people and throwing bottles. This is a brilliant. This is the best part. Well, the yeah. race jury. Well, yeah, Bargill got Bargill last point for 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 throwing a bottle the other day, and it was more points than like oh. winning the stage that he got taken away because he threw a bottle to a fan. So no, it it's not a perfect system. It's a pretty crappy system a lot of ways. <laughs> but it, it, I yeah, I don't know. That's I don't a hate surprise. It either, yeah. guess, but well, you know who is probably the most concerned. Our main man in the Peloton, Michael Matthews, who wants to race in the World Tour and deserves and belongs in the World Tour. Let's check in with him to see how the promotion relegation battle is happening in this week's Premlap. Here is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are once again in the premium lap. Major shout out, as we talked about at the jump, to members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Become a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network, and if you become a reoccurring member that's going to help sustain and support independent cycling media, you get your very own beanie that you can wear out on the side of Crit Nation, Cyclocross Country, or... Ma- <laughs> roadie land <laughs> roadie land <laughs> or in the metaverse <laughs> yeah your very own wide angle podium beanie. Oh. be great you know i respect the network for releasing something like a beanie rather than an nft or something like along those lines uh that's you know hip and cool uh you know all the kids want nfts but oh yeah a- a beanie is yeah. gonna last. I mean, a beanie is not gonna drop in value suddenly, and and ruin your whole uh, let's, retirement. Let's plan call it like overnight. it is. We're not yeah. owned by outside media. Um, not yet. They haven't. Not yet. They, they <laughs> haven't called us. Um, they haven't mailed our PO box, and they haven't emailed mm-hmm. us at the Slow Ride Podcast at Gmail dot com, where all emails are gratefully received. However, we right. are still independent. We're proud of it. We're fiercely independent. We're proud. So many great shows on our network. We hope that you can become a member and a supporter of the network. Get your very own beanie, and we will continue yep. to bring you... Well, we'll bring you content. Others can bring you high-quality content on the network, and it'll be fantastic. There's, yeah, there's room for everybody in, in the cycling media universe, but um, the little guys need a little more help, you know, uh, sometimes. Yeah, and we do. We like to say the... Uh, 
the Wide Angle Podium shows across the network. Um, they're here for you, you know, every week, every every other week, whatever their schedule is, uh, time after time, when you need that content on your ride or your trainer session or whatever it is you're doing. Um, and now's the time for That's you to right. be here for us. You know, like we don't ask often. Uh, we, we do this drive typically once a year. But uh, as we've said, we took a couple of years off to, you know, give everybody a break during the pandemic. And um, uh, now we are back, uh, back in the saddle. And, um, you know, you're not just you're not just helping us, um, but you're helping all the all the other listeners, all your fellow community uh, that are built up around these shows around the network, um, you know, uh, and, and helping support all the shows and all the content that comes out and just keeping that fountain blasting out cycling content of, yeah, of any true. quality um, that, uh, well, you know, um, if you haven't listened to Criterium Nation or Grodio or some of the high quality shows on the network and you're only used to this one, <laughs> maybe check them out. It's a, it's a whole nother ball game uh, over in those. Uh, it is indeed. Uh, those and we feeds. do hope so. that you will join us in listening to our friends and cohorts at, wideanglepodium.com where you can find out all about the shows on the network so gentlemen let's get back to the show hey this is Floyd Landis if you want to listen to the Slow Ride Podcast go ahead I don't All right, guys, here we are. It's that time. It's time to dig into the Wide Angle Podium and Slow Ride Podcast mailbag. You can email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. And this week at the top of the list, we got an email from Nate Chenenko. Subject line, breaking Sagan family news. Now, this is before the announcement of Peter Sagan's COVID positive test. However, Nate points out, I was reading a little bit okay. about the tour divide after the debacle in Fernie where they all got stuck in the snowstorm. I realized I didn't know the route okay. and I found this old article on bikepacking.com about the route, which has a bunch of comments from people who are trying to link up with one another to do the route, specifically this comment. Okay. And this comment was left one month ago. And it is from okay. Jurage. Hello there. Me and my brother, we would like to set off on the tour from Banff first sorry, first of August. Any opinions if this is good time for the departure? So Nate asks, Jurage, uh-huh. is this the Sagans doing the tour divide route? You heard it here first. I can't think of a better training plan for the fastest known time on the Tour Divide route than to use the Tour de France as base miles. So at first, I was thinking that there yeah. is no way mm-hmm. that Peter and Jurich Sagan would do this. However, and I made very clear in my reading here, I, th- I think that uh-huh. the Sagans are going to do the Tour Divide. And I think they're going to do it in... August. Really? Are you, hang on. Are you willing to say this is official slow ride podcast? Yeah, this is straight from the source. Um, Major 
shout out to Nate. And Nate, we are going to take full credit for this. I'm just warning you now. But you, you expected nothing nothing better. So, Nate, thanks for being a team player, friend uh-huh. of the pod. Um, you know, we appreciate it. Yeah. But you heard it here first. 100%. This is breaking official rumor that the Soggins are going to do the tour divide. Now, you may be asking, are we jumping to conclusions? Because there has to be more than one jurage in the world. There has to be more than Yeah. But how, but many how many have of a them brother? have a brother that, and, mm-hmm. and it's in August, it's in August after the tour. At least half probably. Uh-huh. This is. No, this is, it makes a lot of sense. The base miles in the tour uh, lines up the uh, recon mission in Kansas um, that Peter did uh, a few weeks ago, just sort of getting a feel for so, uh that style of racing the self-supported uh situation you know like uh getting the so feet wet dipping the toes 2696 miles is the tour divide how long is the uh-huh. tour de france 2022 <laughs> 3328 kilometers or 2000 miles so it's a little bit Longer, 600 miles longer, but not too much. Total is... Uh-huh. So within within the range yes. of a Peter Sagan, total is what you're saying. 45,618 meters. How much Oof. ascent in the Tour de France 2022? It's a great question. I have no idea. I'm, I'm hoping I'm that you've got the right data now. for this one. <laughs> Elevation gained <laughs> 47,000 meters. <laughs> Almost identical. Interesting. Now, 90% of this is unpaved. Spot the difference. Only 3% <laughs> is single track. Yeah. So it's pretty much a gravel race. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is real. I think... That Peter and Jurich oh, yeah, so, are so. going to go for the FKT on the Tour Divide. Now, they will be kicked out. Uh, they will get kicked out because no, they're, they're, they're going to have media following gonna... them. So I'm sure there's some kind of rule where the FKT is not allowed, like what the bozos did to Leo Wilcox in Tim. Arizona for the FKT there. Right. Right. I need some clarification quickly here. Since this is an official breaking rumor on the Slow Ride podcast, um, I need to know your exact wording here. Are you saying Peter Sagan and Jurij Sagan will do Tour Divide? Or are you saying famous cyclist Jurij and his brother will do the Tour Divide in August? I don't know. This matters. I think they will do it in August. Jurich and his brother. Jurich and his brother. This is the rumor. Jurich and his brother. And this is the truth. That's a slam dunk. How many brothers are there? I think that one's there? a slam dunk. No, but how many Sagan, Two, Sagan brothers case? are there? Could Jurich have another brother? Is, <laughs> is, there a th- is there a third brother? Oh, it's possible. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. So, Tim, you think that the Tour Divide in August, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look up 
at the registration table, I imagine they have or whatever. Okay. Uh, and, and say, who is this mysterious man? Why so serious? And it's so going to be Peter Sagan. I, I just looked up what the yeah. FKT was totally. on this. Um, it's 13 days, 22 okay. hours and 51 minutes. So I'm going to go on the record right now and say Peter Sagan is not okay. going to break the, the FKT with his brother, George Sagan. It's a, a two week. Yeah, tour. but that's like no. through the night and stuff like. You know, I think they they game it like they did the uh, the first checkpoint at uh, Unbound 100, where they were in the lead, just to show that they could do it. Then yeah. they still finished like 50th. Yeah, yeah. They're like, all right, we did it. Like, hey, so you, you know, you're you're yeah. playing with the big boys now. We're gonna just rip everyone's legs off, spread it out so we don't get crashed out. Um, I could see why so serious, Peter Sagan, not taking it so serious for an FKT. Uh-huh. Yeah, I but don't serious think enough to do it. That's serious anymore. Yeah, could uh, so. Here's the thing. He, I imagine Peter Sagan has maybe noticed that his stock is dropping. Um, that he maybe doesn't pull the same amount of press when he gets off the bus as he used to uh, back in the day. And he looks across the peloton and he's like, "Where's all the press?" And all the press has been on Lachlan Morton. In his alternative calendar. And do you think he's saying to himself, well, I can, that stuff's dumb. I can do that. Like, whatever. If that's what the press is going to follow me around for, let's go. And he is looking to rebuild the Peter Sagan brand uh, with the Tour Divide and Unbound and things like this. Are we going to see alternative calendar Peter Sagan? Is he going to be the next? But he was really the first Lachlan Morton, let's be honest. I mean, you know, he's captivated kind of. the world. It's been downhill since he left the liquid gas team, but you know, it, it is what it is, but let's just, <laughs> well, I mean, he did have those three world championships, I guess, but outside of that, some people at least, uh, eh, but he, and maybe he matured a little bit, <laughs> a little bit less of an asshole. Yeah, definitely. But definitely. I, uh, can he outlaw out, out Lachlan Lachlan? Will he go Eversting? Can he grow a handlebar mustache? And, These and, are the things we, we need to know. And we will be finding out what those answers Peter in the Sagan next two or three years. He can grow a mustache. Um, you know, I can't yeah. think of a better thing than Direct Energy to start their um, their ride very close to the Alberta tar sands. Um, and the, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's all coming it back all for ties, the sponsorship. It's all coming together. This The red string is all tying together across the uh, billboard here that you've Nicholas got. Nicholas emails the super rookie curse. Hello, cream of the crop. I was hesitant to mail this question earlier, but it's starting to get obvious now. The super rookie curse has shifted. It's no longer what he says that matters. In Uh fact, the opposite is true. Did anyone see Daryl Impey win? Wanty is off the charts. Red Lotto is getting back on their feet. Sagan is winning and so on. What Tim Mm -hmm. says is no longer Mm -hmm. a a threat to the Peloton. But it's not gone. I know it is a podcast and the visual aspects is not as pronounced, but that is where the curse has its focus now. How Tim looks is the curse. Oh, I should have read this before. <laughs> yeah. I saw. I love this. Yeah. Keep going. I saw a picture of him on his Instagram account, and it couldn't look past his uh-huh. sweet lettuce hair. The connection was obvious. Yeah. When I saw Gaveria not winning the, the Giro flow. after several attempts. So Tim cuts his hair. We see Gaveria win. Okay. 
And if so, Tim can use his body as some kind of voodoo doll to influence the Peloton. Best regards, Nicholas. I mean, it's not the craziest thing I've heard. Because your curse has been notorious. Anyone that you show any sort of it's, cycling it's affection for, it, um, almost yeah. almost immediately, like... Something I, there's only a couple of writers happens. where um, I've shown my infatuation with that have not received the curse, and I'm uh-huh. afraid to point out who they are to 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 tempt yeah, the gods again. Yeah, no, you should again. not. Um, mm-hmm. But it could be that, yeah, like uh, the the curse has picked up on the fact that you are not vocalizing uh, your superstitions, you know being wary you're being conscious of this curse and trying to not cast it about and it is figuring out new ways to do it it's evolution you know like it it makes sense i am quite proud that's true of of my strong Uh lettuce if you will of my amazing mane that looks so good in a cycling helmet or at least i tell myself that and hockey helmet it's yeah. It's the longest hair I've ever Hockey had. Hockey helmet makes more it, sense. It's getting a ponytail length. I can't wait to show a little guy in person next week. It's pretty gnarly. He is gonna be he is gonna be staring <laughs> at my my glorious mane so much I am gonna destroy him in table tennis once again. It's gonna be amazing. Can't wait. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um in like your basement. Tennis. Um anyways. <laughs> I the curse I hope is list, list lifted for everybody that listens to the podcast, um, but it is what it is, and we got one more email, gentlemen. I'm curious what you guys think about the summer's hottest defamation trial, Jumbo Visma versus Little Guy. I've heard that they are seeking damages in the amount of the remaining <laughs> Slow Ride Podcast episode 300 T-shirt inventory, and the judge may throw the book at Matt and sentence Uh-oh. him to work as the team's soigneur. This one comes to us from Evil Niper. For what? What is it with you do? and Jumbo Visma? Why are you hating a Jumbo Visma lately? Oh, just because I was insinuating they were doping. All right, let's let's get on to the next episode. I mean... <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I'm as you guys know, I've questioned in the past the thoughts behind like city-based criterium teams, because that's how like we do it in other sports, and it is a big thing for Legion of LA, and then you right. got the Miami Blazers. You talked about the Toronto Hustle. Last week, we discussed what could mm-hmm. be a Tulsa mm-hmm. team. We were trying to come up with different names, and I put it up on Twitter, because I yeah. think we should actually just create a Tulsa team, because I don't know, like, do you have to buy the naming, like the territory rights for, like, is there a federation that Legion is running? Do you guys know? Like, is there a franchise cost? Maybe. maybe. Well, so I feel like I used to know I this and I have posited forgotten. the question to our dozens of Twitter followers. And I said, you know, what should the team name be? Because the only thing that we had so far was we went alliteration with the Tulsa Tornadoes. Um, and then also just the whole like uh-huh. idea of tornadoes through Oklahoma, which Solid. is kind of like borderline. I don't really like it because of the the, the the mass destruction that they cause. And the other one sure. that I had come up with yeah. was the Tulsa sound ponies. Um, because the sound pony is apparently the, the number one, um, club in Tulsa. 
So I thought those were pretty good. Um, Bill Shiken comes to us and says the Tulsa Art Districts, which is fantastic. Uh-huh. Very Bill. It's very Bill. Uh, Bodenheimer uh, came with the Tulsa yeah. Blue Domes, where the team wears an all-blue uh, helmet um, setup. We've got a couple of uh, additional okay. right. um, offerings, you know, such as the uh, the Tulsa Jaywalkers, the uh, the the, tuss, the Tulsa Drillers, uh-huh. um, the tul- Tulsa Tufts. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Wh- what do you guys think? You know, the Drillers is pretty cool because that is like the official logo of the city is the big oil driller statue. Um, is anything sticking out to you guys? I- what about that Tulsa Liberty? Tulsa Liberty? No, you're thinking of Oral Liberty Roberts University, University the futuristic um, architectural gem. Liberty University is not architecturally significant, and it is in Carolina. Yeah. Is Oral mm-hmm. Roberts this there? Okay. Oral Roberts is Yeah, I thought you would remember. It's, it's amazing. To, anybody that's in architecture, check out Oral Roberts University. It's, it's one of a kind. But let's not take away from the question at hand here. So... It's also terrible. Place. Right, right, right. So, Tim, back on maybe episode one or two or three, somewhere very early, extremely early in the history of this podcast, which <laughs> no one should go back to listen to. Um, I will recap here. TLDR, it's fine. You don't need to go find it. Um, we came up with our crit-based teams. And it's like, what would we do if we had a pro cycling team, I think? Something along those lines. And you wanted to yes. get a boat to travel right. up and down the Mississippi River and race. <laughs> it was a wonderful idea. Up and down it was a wonderful idea. River, which was obviously very lucrative. Going to be very we lucrative. would be the kings yes. of the Mississippi. Very good St. idea. St. Louis. Um, I think Memphis uh-huh. is along the way. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. just beat up on Bodenheimer yeah. down in the mm, New Orleans. Sure. Um, yes. I'm thinking we take that dream, that terrible idea. But we take the the kernel of that dream and we drop it in your Tulsa crit team and it becomes the Tulsa oh, tugboats. Okay, Tulsa tugboats. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, it's a train-based team because there's probably more train tracks attached to the rest of the country than than riverways. <laughs> that could work too. And then you tie in little guys' rail bikes oh. as well. Like, oh, this is good. Tulsa, Tulsa rail riders or something like I that. I bet. I I know it's... What about the Tulsa Railers? I know we're in the middle of, like, <laughs> drive week for the Wide Angle Podium Network, and we don't want to come up yeah. with yet another idea of how to <laughs> waste, gratuitously waste. spend money. But do you think that uh-huh. there is an yeah. opportunity for someone here to put together a visiting team for just the Tulsa Tough Crits? Like, you could, pr- you could probably hire oh, yeah. out a a team of mercenaries that comes together with the ultimate montage video. We could have Bodenheimer film it of people walking in from all different works of life. Like they get the call while they're working, you know, they're working on the, in the, the oil field, <laughs> they're uh, working a steel mill. Steel mill. Um, yeah. They're changing a diaper uh, and then they're just like, they're getting the call. Like we're getting the band back together. Yeah. It's like the ultimate scene from the blues brothers and they show up in Tulsa uh-huh. and absolutely slay it. Little does anybody know that they're not entering the Pro One race; they're entering like the Cat Five race, as because they've all let their license expire. Is, right. This, yeah. this could have likes. As long as the branding is good and the jerseys look awesome, 
I mean, the merch sales should be there to support the if you, uh, film. If you were uh, selling release, Tulsa so. based team shirts at Tulsa Tough, it could probably fund a professional criterium cycling team in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, they only need a couple great because none of those guys get paid. So it's it's pretty cheap to have a team, yeah. right? <laughs> Cheapest uh, way to get a team going. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> we've reached the end of yet another episode, and we are just five more away from episode 400. Where we are working hard on our limited edition team wear of the Slow Ride podcast. So keep an eye out. We want to uh-huh. encourage you all to head over to Wide Angle Podium Network to find out how you can become a subscriber and a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to get your very own beanie by becoming a supporter. We'd also like to thank BK1 of yes. Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music that we have used for over 390 episodes. It's fantastic. And we'd also like to thank all of our subscribers and followers on our Instagram Sorry, on our Twitter account at the Slow Ride Pod. And mm-hmm. email us at the Slow Ride Pod get gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt, Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Pod. really going to change our prem lap intro <laughs> when he gets relegated dear cycling friends we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast and we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are you see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, the Grodio Podcast.